Amen. Turn in your Bible with me to Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians chapter 5. We're going to read verse 15 through 21 uh, in just a moment. And I'm going to introduce our, our, not series, but maybe a part one, part two, we'll see. Everyone say game changers. You know, it's the NFL is in full swing, and I'll introduce the thought here in just a moment uh, about what we're talking about today in reference to game changers. But let's read this passage of Scripture, and you follow along with me. Uh, it says this, See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time. Everyone say redeeming the time. Redeeming the time because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And do not be drunk with wine in which is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit. And now let's look on to verse 19 through 21. Speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting to one another in the fear of of God. Father, we thank you for the reading of your word and for the manifestation of your, your life and presence through the, through your word and through the preaching of the word. May it bring forth much fruit. We yield ourselves to it today in Jesus name. Amen. You know, as I said, NFL is in full swing. How many of you just love to watch? How many of you ladies love football season? Any of the ladies? Oh, man, we got some football uh, uh, fans. How many of you uh, uh, just have a, one special team you follow? Okay. All right. In fact, some of our family are actually at the New Orleans Saints. Church family are at the New Orleans Saints game over in, I guess, New Orleans today. And so, man, I love football. I love sports. And I heard something the other day about a foot, about NFL football games, an interesting statistic that caused me to want to look up some other statistics about, uh, in, about football. And the, these statistics are this. Uh, in every football game in the NFL, there's an average of about 60 to 70 plays per game per team. You got 60, maybe 70 plays in an average NFL football game. Each game, of course, you know, has four uh, 15-minute quarters. That equals what? 60 minutes. Now, here's an interesting, it starts getting interesting. The actual playing time per game out of that 60 minutes is only about 12 and at the very most 15 minutes. The actual playing time when there's action going on. Now, Catch this, out of those 60 to 70 plays in that 12 to 15 minutes, there's all, well, here we go, each play lasts from 5 to 10 seconds, and then out of those, catch this, out of all those plays and those uh, 5 to 10 second plays, only 5 or 6 plays can actually be considered what we would call game changers. So if a play lasted 10 seconds, and most of them don't, but if, if each play lasted 10 seconds, what we realize at the very most out of this, what we, what are the, what's a game at with commercials and everything? Three hours? Takes three hours. Out of those three hour games, uh, there's only about five or six plays per team that we could call game changers. And if they were 10 seconds, you're talking about one minute. At the very most, 
One minute out of a three-hour game, out of a 60-minute game, one minute total are plays that are played that we would call game changers. How many of you know what I'm talking about when I talk about a game changer? For example, a recovered fumble or a batted down ball or an interception or the perfect block. And, and so you look at those and go, wow, what a, that changed the whole game. In fact, I watched a video. I think it's a, might have been a, a, a college game. It was a, not a, one of the big 12 or anything, but a college game. I saw it on, on uh, YouTube yesterday. And what happened was uh, uh, the quarterback threw a pass and the guy intercepted it. And he's running and somebody knocks the ball out and they, the defense picks it up and starts running back the other way. Well, the, the, the receiver who caught the original ball and then fumbled it, he chased him down, knocked it back out of his hands and picked it up and ran for a touchdown. You can make it on YouTube. You do something like that. And you can be mentioned from the pulpit. Cause that was a game changer times two. Now, Here's what I want you to understand uh, about these these plays and these these what I call game changing plays. I want to give you some game changer truths. Are you ready? Here we go. Every play is not a game changer. We know that every play, though not a game changer, every play is important. How many of you know, even though each play is not a game changer, every play is important? In fact, some plays, uh, they would design them not uh, to be game changers, but to set you up for a potential game changer. Here's another game changer truth. Every play has the potential to be a game changer. That's the cool part. It could be just a little play and all of a sudden, you know, it's, it, everything lines up and, and, and a simple little running play becomes a game changer. Every play has the potential to be a game changer. Another game changer truth is every play must be prepared for like it's a game changer. Now we're getting somewhere. You've got to prepare every play like it has the potential to be a game changer. And here's the key truth I want you to catch. Every play must be played as though it is a game changer. Every play. Out of those 60 or 70 plays, you can't pick and choose which one that you know will be a game changer. If you did, you wouldn't have to play the rest. They're all important, as we said, but you've got to play every down, every play, like this is the game changer moment. Every player... Every position has to play and has to prepare like this is the game changer play. Now, what's the point of all of this, you might say? Well, remember what I read to you just a few moments ago when Paul the Apostle began to talk about the evil days. He said this, redeeming the time for the days are evil. Everyone say redeeming the time. That is make the most of the time God gives you on planet earth. Make most, make the most of the opportunities God gives out to you on every day. Redeem the time and what he's trying to say there in these evil days. And how many of you know we live in the midst of evil days? What he's trying to get across to the church there in Ephesus is that every day is important. And so here's the thought today. And if you're a Twitter person, you can tweet thou this. And here it is. Though life is not a game and our days are not plays, 
Some of our days are more than just plays. They are game changers. Let's read it together. I want you to get this because this is hugely important. Everyone out loud. Though life is not a game and our days are not plays, some of our days are more than just plays. They are game changers. And that's really true. And when you look to the Word of God, you'll look at, at, at men and women who we look at, at as the fathers of our faith and we think about their life and we tend to think that their whole life was lived out as one great game-changing life. But when you take a snapshot of people like Abram or Abraham, who lived a hundred and, uh, he lived to be o- over a hundred years old, and you look at his life, you know that there were just a few days that were game changer days. For example, when Abraham heard the word of the Lord in Genesis chapter 12 to get up and go out to a land that he knew not, and the Bible says, and he got up and went, that was a game changer day in his life. When Abraham chose to obey the call of God on his life one day, when he looked at all he had and all that uh, uh, his world around him and how the blessings of God were upon him, he chose to obey God. That was a game changer. I think about Moses. Moses lived to be 120 years old. That's 43,800 days. And many of Moses' days are not recorded. And the reason they're not recorded is because they were not game changers. They were preparation. He lived 40 years in the wilderness, tending to his father-in-law's sheep. Now that's exciting. But one of those days, while he's out in the middle of his mundane life, doing the same old, same old, ho-hum, the tune is dumb. The words don't mean a thing kind of life. He came upon a bush that was burning but was not consumed. And he turned to see this great sight which he saw. That was a game changer day in his life. I think many times we miss the game changer days that God has for us. And sometimes we are so out of sync with God's will and plan that our actions are actually game changers that move us further away from God's plan and purpose for our life. We can fumble the ball, if you will. And how many of you know that's what happened with Moses? One day, instead of speaking, Speaking to the rock as God told him, he struck the rock. And as a result, he missed his ticket into the promised land. That was a game changer. It wasn't God's plan and purpose, but our actions in our lives and what we do can change the course of the game, not only for good, but for bad. How many of you know our actions are important? And how we live our life is important. I think of Peter. Peter the fisherman, Luke chapter 5. He's out washing his nets. He had caught no fish. It was a ho-hum, the tuna's dumb kind of day. And Jesus walked into his life and walked upon the shore and asked to get into his boat and teach the word of God. And at the conclusion of his message, he looked to Peter and he said, if you'll just follow me, I'll make you fishers of men. And Peter left his nets, he left his boats, and he followed Christ. That was a game changer for Peter. 
There are not many opportunities in life. There are not many places in life that you could look and say, now that was a game changer. You know, I've thought about my life and I've realized there's just a few places in life where I look at keynote points and, and, and key, uh, you know, crossroads in my life that were game changer uh, moments for me. I think of Zacchaeus like Ray talked about. Now, the interesting thing about Zacchaeus, Jesus had walked by many times. And if you look at the, at the, the, the times, uh, the timeline of when, when Jesus is walking through Zacchaeus town, it was the last time he would ever walk through his town. The last chance Zacchaeus had to have a game changer moment with the Christ. And for some strange reason, he, he didn't know it was his last chance, but he climbed up a tree, wee little Zacchaeus, to see what he could see. And Jesus looked up and said, Zacchaeus, you come down. I must, it's almost like this is an imperative. This is a game changer moment for you, Zacchaeus. Though life is not a game and our days are not plays, some of our days are more than just plays. They're game changers. I believe today could be a game changer for you. I believe today for some here this morning, You stumbled into here with, you know, maybe a ho-hum, the tune is dumb kind of mindset, and all of a sudden, God is going to make himself manifest in your life, and and, and this day could be a game changer. Tell somebody, this might be a game changer for you today. Tell somebody, this could be a game changer. In fact, today, let me just say this. I believe there are people today, though you may not have verbalized it like this, you came today saying, I hope something changes in my life today. I believe today is a potential game changer in your life. Redeeming the time. For the days are evil. This morning, I want to look in this passage of Scripture in Ephesians chapter 5 that I read for you, and I want to give you some things that will help you. You know, we've got to live life. Listen, we've got to live life like every day is a game changer. I said we've got to live life like every day is a game changer. Let's say it, let's say it together. We've got to live life like every day is a game changer. Looks how some of you visitors say, I may never come back. He makes you talk too much. He makes you look at people. Look at somebody next to you, around you, behind you, and say, we got to live life like every day is a game changer. Tell somebody, we got to live life like every day is a game changer. We've got to redeem the time because the days are evil. And so today, from Ephesians chapter 5, verse uh, 15 through 21, I want to give you some disciplines of life. When you think about the illustration of these football players, how many of you know preparation for game day doesn't begin on game day? In fact, think about this for a moment. When you think of those 60 seconds, the maximum of 60 seconds in any given day, years... Listen to me. Years of preparation, pain, toil, sorrow, and, and, and heartache have gone in. Money, resources, time, energy, and effort has gone in. The preparation and the discipline it takes to get yourself in the middle of a game-changing moment on Super Bowl Sunday are off the charts. And it takes discipline. 
You see, the preparation for a, a game-changer day takes discipline in our lives as well. You don't just ho-hum, the tune is dumb, or case sirrah, sirrah, come, you know, and live life like it doesn't matter and expect to find yourself in the middle of a game-changer. And so I want to give you some of these today that I see from Ephesians chapter 5. How many of you are ready? You want to... You want to can I give you some today? I've got seven, I think. I've got seven uh, game-changing disciplines for us today that if we'll take them and begin to walk in them, we can find ourselves ready and prepared and be able to experience God's game-changer moments and days in our life. And the first one is this. In order to be ready for your game-changer day, every day you and I must be disciplined to walk carefully. Everyone say, walk carefully. If you look in verse 15, you see Paul says this, See then that you walked, uh, New King James says, circumspectly. That means carefully. You've got to take care in the direction and in the lifestyle that you live. Because understand, in fact, the inference here is that there's a lot of traps and there's a lot of pitfalls in life. Has there anybody here ever had just walking along just kind of ho-hum, the tune is dumb and step right off in a hole? And you realize, how on earth did I do this? I was not paying attention. I was not walking carefully. I was walking disregarding of the potential problems and traumas and traps and, and snares the Bible talks about that snare us. We've got to walk carefully. You can't just stumble through life and stumble through the darkness and expect to find yourself in the middle of a game-changing, history-altering moment where God is glorified in and through your life, where you make a huge difference in the world. You've got to walk carefully. In fact, it's interesting to me that this is just one illustration that the word offense, everyone say offense, not offense like football, but offense. That Greek word in the Hebrew is scandalon. Everyone say scandalon. Have you, anyone ever heard the word scandalous? And, and, and when you think of a scandal, you think of someone who fell into a trap. In fact, the Greek word for, for offense is trapstick. Everyone say trapstick. Is anybody other than me, when you were a kid, got a cardboard box and leaned, put some bird seed or something or bread and stuck a stick on it and propped it up and put a string on the stick. And when the little bird went cheep, 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 you pulled the stick. Anybody? Am I the only one that ever did that? I don't want to give the kids any ideas. They're not in here anyway. Uh, but we, tra we trapped little birds and we'd hold them and we'd go, oh, they're so sweet. And then we'd let them go. That's the picture of the word offense. It's a trap. And understand something about our life and the, and the destiny of God of our life. There are many traps. There are many snares. And if you're going to be able to be disciplined in life to the point where you make it to game day and you make it to the, not only to game day, but you make it to the, the, the opportunity to be involved in a game changer moment in your life, you have, you've got to walk carefully. Look at two, two or three people. We've got to walk carefully. We've got to be careful. Tell somebody, come on. You've got to walk carefully. Number two. I see here in, 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 in uh, Ephesians chapter uh, 5, verse 15 and 16, 17. We've got to walk not only carefully, but willingly. Look in verse 17. He said, therefore, do not be unwise, but understand. Someone say, understand. 
You've got to have understanding and insight. Uh, therefore, do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Somebody say the will of the Lord. Understand something about your game changer day. God has a will and a plan for your life. You cannot live life on your own terms. You cannot walk in your own will and expect to fulfill God's will. If you want to have a game changer in life, you've got to begin to move to a new level of understanding. And that means not only know it here, but know it here and say, I'm walking in the will of God for my life. And when you're walking in the will of God, you'll find yourself throughout your life from time to time in game changer moment life is not a game and days are not plays but every day we have has the opportunity to be a game changer we've got to walk carefully we've got to walk willingly Jesus taught us to pray Matthew 6 Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. It's what Jesus said. And he said, pray this way. Come, kingdom of God. Come, will of God in my life. If you want to experience the game changers, you've got to walk carefully. You've got to walk willingly. And number three from verse 18, you and I have got to walk soberly. Look what it says, and do not be drunk with wine, and which is dissipation or excess. Listen, I'm not just talking, this is done, does not just reference alcohol. It references anything that intoxicates us. How many of you know there's a lot of things in life that intoxicate you that you don't smoke and suck up your lungs or stick in your veins or, or guzzle like a beer? There's things in this life that are intoxicating beyond the chemical addictions of this life. Money is intoxicating. Fame is intoxicating. Success is intoxicating. Hey, uh, just entertainment is intoxicating. There's a lot of things that will get you intoxicated and keep you out of sync with the game-changing moments. Wow. In fact, I heard a, it's the 50-year anniversary of John F. Kennedy's uh, assassination. I heard this by way of evident testimony in the Warren Commission that the Secret Service detail on the night before game day were all out at the clubs being intoxicated with the lust of the flesh and alcohol. They had no understanding that tomorrow would be a game changer. We've got to walk soberly. We cannot allow the intoxications of this life, the intoxicants of this life, the addictions of this life. Paul, Peter said this. He said in 1 Peter 5, 8, be sober, be vigilant, your adversary, the devil, prowls about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Listen carefully. Though life is not a game and our days are not plays, some of our days are more than just plays. They're game changers. 
We've got to learn to walk and discipline ourselves to walk carefully, walk willingly, and walk soberly. And number four, we've got to discipline ourselves to walk spiritually. Verse 18, he said, don't be drunk with wine, but be filled with the Spirit. Somebody say, hallelujah. We've got to, hey, we've got to be filled up inside. We've got to learn to walk spiritually and not in the flesh. In fact, what does the Bible say in Galatians? It says, if you walk in the spirit, you'll not fulfill the lusts of the flesh. He goes on to say, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Somebody say spiritual songs. Some of you have been singing the wrong kind of song in your life. You've been singing a selfish song. You've been singing a sorrowful song. You've been singing a uh, whatever kind of song. Somebody done me wrong song. Whatever kind of song you've been singing and it's been stirring up the wrong kind of spirit in your life. I'm telling you today, if you want to find yourself in the middle of God's game day moment, the game changers of life, you've got to walk full of the Holy Ghost in your life and, 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 and shun the flesh and Sing the song of the Lord over your life. Whoo! I'm about to get happy here today. I feel a game changer coming on. Tell, hey, touch somebody and say, I feel a game changer coming on. Come on, I feel a game changer coming on. Whew, I feel a game changer coming on in somebody's life. We've got to be disciplined to walk carefully, walk willingly, walk soberly, walk spiritually. Worshiping, hey, let me just throw this out in case I'm wanting to lay this microphone down so bad and use two hands. We gotta fix this. Listen, it's hard to, for me with one hand. I'm, I'm a two-handed preacher. In fact, let me just throw this out. I have on my wrist, uh, it's called a Nike fuel band. Now, some, they gave this to us and what it does, Nike has figured out a way and it's, it's, uh, electronic and you download it on your app and you get apps and it measures they came up with fuel points to see how active you are in the day and you set goals for yourself my goal every day is four thousand points it's pretty hard for me to get four thousand points but not on sunday morning hallelujah in fact when pastor sunny was here he was over preaching for ron he preached twice i preached once our first sunday and it resets every every night at midnight and so every day it rolls over you get you you check your daily fuel points and so after he preached twice and i preached once our first sunday morning we had a competition who preached harder i had more fuel points with one sunday than he had with two messages i said you're a born preacher sonny can answer how'd i get off on that I'm a two-handed preacher. Yeah, I mean, that was just not, that, that has no illustration. It's just I wanted to say that. All right. Hey, we've got to walk spiritually. We've got to stay in the flow of the Holy Ghost and praise Him. And, oh, this is what I was going to say before I started thinking fuel band and fuel points. Hey, you want to know how to do this? Anybody? No. Anybody here want to walk? You want to know how in the morning you can begin to walk spiritually? You can start your day right? You get up in the morning before the morning gets you up. You get up. Before your day gets you going, you get up. Y'all know what I'm talking about, don't you? Don't you slap the alarm and jump into your britches and head off into the middle of your mess. You set your alarm a little early, you get up. Next thing I have to do to help the Holy Spirit move in my life is get Folgers in my cup, but that, that's just me. 
you start worshiping him. Now, listen, anybody can do this. Anybody. This, you don't have to go to cemetery, I mean seminary to catch this. Any born-again believer can get up in the morning. Now listen to me. Look at your neighbor and say, listen up, listen up, listen. Listen to me now. Before your morning gets you up, you get up in the morning. And you find yourself a place. And you just tell God this. My preacher said I could do this and it works. So here I am, Lord. And today, I'm going to glorify you. In fact, right now, I'm praising you. I'm not just mumbling it. I'm not just saying it in my head. It's the sacrifice of praise that's coming out of my mouth. The Bible says it's the fruit of my lips. I'm talking out loud. Praise you, Jesus. Glory be to God. Hey, and you start doing that. And then you take a sip of Folgers in your cup and you get up out of your comfy chair and you start pacing back and forth. And you say, Lord, I give you all the glory. God, I give you all the praise. I'm offering you my life today. I serve you with my whole heart. You are my King of kings and my Lord. I love you, Jesus. I praise you, Jesus. I enter your gates with thanksgiving, Jesus. I enter your courts with praise, Jesus. I'm going to give you all the glory. And I'm telling you, I know some of you have been stumbling around in the darkness for years and nobody told you you can shake it off in about 30 seconds somebody says shake it off and you will find I dare you I double dog dare you you do that about seven days in a row And you will find the power and the presence of God will wash over your soul. And the confusion and the traumas and the tragedies of life began to lose their grip on your on on the on the brains and the thought processes of your life and the and the heartbreak and the trials and the tribulations began to lose their sway over you and you will find yourself walking spiritually you'll be full of the spirit and then when you go through the day you just don't let the devil get you you say glory to God I don't care what he throws at me I'm praising him I'm going to praise him in the good times and I'm praising him in the bad times I'm going to love him in the good times I'm loving him in the bad times. I'm going to walk in the spirit and not in the flesh. And the Holy Ghost is going to go before me. Oh, and he's coming behind me. And he's going to help me. And he's going to give me. And I will find myself in the middle of God's purpose and plan. And I will be able to experience game changer moments in my life. Whoo, my Lord have mercy. I've got to walk spiritually. And it's got to become a discipline. Everyone say discipline. There's a lot of natural talent out there. And listen, let me tell you, NFL, they're talented guys. But they still have to be disciplined. Are you with me? You can have a natural grace and gift to get up and talk and speak and preach. But your natural grace and gift will will die and, and you will crash and burn without a spiritual depth in your life. Everyone say, walk spiritually. We've got to discipline ourselves. 
in order to be ready for the game changers. We've got to discipline ourselves to walk carefully, willingly and soberly and spiritually. And number five, I think this is huge, thankfully. Look in verse 20 what he says when he says, uh, after he says, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns, singing, make melody in your heart to the Lord. Look in verse 20. Giving thanks always. Somebody say, giving thanks always. For all things to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, did you catch that? Now, most of us give thanks sometimes for some things every once in a while. Well, it's Thanksgiving. Come on, let's bow our heads and offer up grace to the Lord on this His Thanksgiving day. Like that's the day. Listen. It says, give thanks how often? How often? And, and what do we give thanks for? It says, hey, it says for everything. Did you know you can thank God for bad things? Not that you love them and appreciate them. And you're not glad that they're there. But Lord, I thank you that even though I had a car wreck today, you took good care of me. Hallelujah. I mean, I'm telling you, Vicki Dale and Laura have been really thanking God over Destin because he's just trying their faith. He's been jumping out of the frying pan into the fire. So thank God. Hey, listen carefully. In fact, what does the Bible say in Thessalonians? The Bible says this in 1 Thessalonians 5, uh, uh, 5.18. In everything give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. You say, well, I don't know if I can thank God for the fact that I got fired today. But I certainly can thank him in the middle of it that I'm still his child. In the middle of this trial and tribulation, I'm offering up thanksgiving to God. Listen, thanksgiving moves you into his presence. We enter his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. In fact, let me throw this out. You read Romans 1, down around verse 20. An ungrateful heart, an unthankful life is one of the first signs to a depraved life. You want to get depraved? You stop being thankful. You start being angry and irritated and mean-spirited. And ungrateful, sociably unfittable and rude and crude. And guess what you'll find? The Bible says God will give you over. We've got to walk thankfully. And a thankful heart. In fact, Paul, when he taught us to pray in Philippians, what did he say? He said, when you pray, you pray this way. You say, Lord, and you pray, you don't worry about it. Don't worry about anything. Pray about everything. But everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. You see, if we're going to be ready for the game changers, we've got to discipline ourselves to walk carefully, willingly, soberly, spiritually, thankfully. And number four, pardon me, number six, we've got to walk subordinately. What do you mean subordinately? Look at verse 21. Submitting to one another in the fear of God. Back to the playing field. It takes a team for the game changer to be made known. 
and you can't get in the huddle and go, who do you think you are? I ain't doing what you tell me to do. You call that play? I'm not running that play. I want to run this play. I want to do it my way. Doesn't work, does it? There's got to be a mutual submission. Submitting yourselves to one another. Listen, rebels never make it to game day. And if they do, they don't last long. Because it takes a team to do the will of God. Listen, let me just throw this out. Teenagers, listen up. Rebellion is not normal. It's sinful. It's not normal to be a rebel. In fact, rebellion, listen carefully. Rebellion, the Bible says, is as the sin of witchcraft. Oh, it is, it is. God resists the proud and the rebellious, but He gives grace to the humble. And let me just throw out to you, some of you who think you've got it all figured out, and you don't need anybody to help you along in your journey. Listen carefully to me, and I may not be talking to one or two. Listen, rebellion will pull you down to the pit. It takes a submitted heart to find a game day moment in your life where you submit yourself, therefore, to God. And not only to God, but did you know Romans 13 says we submit ourselves to the governing authorities in our life. Listen, if you say you're submitted to God, but you're not submitted to your your husband or your wife or your pastor or your uh, accountability group, if you think you got it all figured out and you don't need anybody to help you along in your journey, you are sadly mistaken, my friend. And I came to tell you, I'm getting too old and cranky to kind of tiptoe around these tulips today. It's time for us to humble ourselves and quit being rebels against God's will. Quit being rebels against the authorities of God in our life. He put them there for our good to keep us from going off, spinning off into some destructive habit in life. Whoo, glory to God. Gonna get a better amen. It's about done, I'm about done. We walk subordinately and finally we walk reverently. For it says, submitting to one another in the fear of God. That fear is not, it's the reverence of God. Listen, game changer moments require us to reverently walk in His presence and the fear of the Lord and the honor of God. Psalm 25 verse 14 says, The secret of the Lord is with those who fear Him. And He will show them His covenant. In other words, it's like, oh, there's some things, there's some secrets, there's some things that I want to show you, there's some things that I want to tell you, there's some things that I want to help you with in your game changer moment, but you've got to walk with reverence and fear before me. Proverbs 1-7, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. But the fool despises wisdom and knowledge. We've got to be reverent with the Lord. Realize that he's in charge. And then we reverence him and fear him. The secrets of the Lord are made manifest in our life and will move us into the game changing moments of our lives. Listen, folks, the life is not a game, and our days are not played. Some of our days are more than just plays. They're game changers. We've got to redeem the time.
Now listen carefully. Every day is not a game changer. Listen. Let's go through this, Ike. Every day is not a game changer. But they're also, understand, every day is preparation. And every day is important. Today is important. Monday morning. Whoopee! Most of us look at our week like this. Get to Wednesday. It's hump day. Hump day. You get to Friday. Facebook lights up on Friday. It's like we're telling God, just don't do anything big on Mondays. God, don't plan your game changer on Monday because I am not in tune. Friday's okay, but not Monday. Every day is important. Tell somebody every day is important. Number three, every day has potential to be a game changer. Every day has the potential. Number four, every day must be prepared for like it's a game changer. And finally today, every day must be, must be lived like this is the day. Every day. Redeeming the time. Though days are not plays. And though life is not a game. And days are not plays. Every day has the potential. It must be lived like it's a game changer. Let's stand up together. It's right up noon. Give me just a couple of minutes. Because I believe today could be a game changer for you today. Let's bow our heads before the Lord. And I don't want to assume anything here today. I want, In fact, I, if I was going to assume something today... Uh, I would have a pretty good belief in my heart, an assumption, a pretty safe assumption that in this room today there are some people who are not walking in God's plan for their life. So with every head bowed and every eye closed, this could be your game changer day. This could be the moment of opportunity where you turn to Christ and allow Him to be the Lord and the leader of your life and change you from the inside out. And if you're here today and you've never really made a commitment to Christ, you've never really followed Him and allowed His will and love and life to be made manifest inside your life and through your life, this is your game changer opportunity. To humbly bow your head before the Lord and simply pray a prayer. Asking Him to come into your heart and be the Lord and the leader of your life. And so with every head bowed and every eye closed today, let me just ask you today, if I just mentioned, if I, if I just described you, and you're here today and you can say, Pastor, today, there's some things in my life that need to change. I need Jesus to come into my life. I've, I've lived on my own terms and I've got it all mixed and messed up and 
I need him to come and change my life. He can do that. And so with every head bowed and every eye closed, if you're here today and you can say, Pastor, that's me, you got me. I'm so glad I came today because today I know is a game changer for me. And I want to give Christ his rightful place in my heart today. And today, if you'll pray with me, Pastor, I want to ask Christ to come into my heart and be the Lord and the leader of my life. I want you to lift your hand wherever you are and say, that's me. I'm not here to embarrass you. I just want to identify you. And I want God to see your hand today. Anyone here and say, that's me, lift your hand. Lift your hand. God bless you, dear. Somebody else, lift your hand. Say, God, just say, today I want to invite Christ into my heart. God bless you. You can put your hands back down. Now, finally, if you're here today and you know Christ lives in your heart, but you've not been walking uh, the way we've been talking, you've not been walking in the will of God, you've not been walking soberly. In fact, you've been intoxicated by some things in this life. You've not been walking in the Spirit, but you've been walking on a natural plane. And you today realize, and you may be a rebel here today, you've got a rebel streak going down your back and you realize you need to submit yourself you just know you're not walking the way you need to walk in order to be able to take advantage of God's game changer and today you want to say pastor today I'm changing the way I'm walking I'm going to begin to discipline my life so I can experience his game changer moments in my life if that's you lift up your hand wherever you are if you know I've been resisting God's game changer moments God bless you sir God bless you just lift your hand say that's me God bless you God bless you. I'm going to ask our prayer team to come this morning. I want everyone to look up at me today. We're about done. If you lifted up your hand today as your opportunity. You don't know if someone lifted up their hand next to you or not. You may or may not know. I want everybody to look at somebody and tell them this. Tell them today's a game changer. It's a game changer. Tiffany, come help us. Come on, Tiff. If you lifted up your hand in just a moment when we say amen, and you want to make the most of your game changer moment, it's going to take a change of the way you walk. You cannot walk that way. And turn your back on this opportunity to agree in prayer with someone who has your best interest in heart and is willing to agree with you in prayer over your over this day as a game changer. If you lifted up your hand for any reason, in fact, even if you didn't lift your hand and you know something's on the inside going, this is my moment. Don't walk that way. Just walk this way. Hey, if you got to come around, and you take one of these prayer team by the hand and just tell them, I lifted up my hand today. And I want this day to be a game changer in my life. They're going to pray with you. Finally, one more thing. If you're here today and you can say, Pastor, I just believe Church on the Rock is my home. I've been searching for God's place for my, my family. And today, you just realize, I got the divine okie-dokie. Don't go that way. Go this way. And just take these someone by the hand and say, Today we believe God has brought us to this house. And we want to connect. We don't want to be independence. We want to submit ourselves. Listen. Submit ourselves to a family. And be a part of a family. And begin to grow as a family. We want to plug into the family of Church on the Rock. If that's you today, don't go that way. You go this way. Amen. Let's pray together. 
Father, I pray for those that lifted their hands just a few moments ago. Lord, for those who may be searching for your place in their life, I pray today would be a game changer day. For those who want to invite you to be the Lord and the leader of their life, for those who know they've been walking in a way that has kept them out of the game, Lord, I pray they would respond. And for those who who are searching for a church home and believe you have drawn them to this place, I pray today they would respond and agree with you and agree with a prayer, someone in this prayer altar today. This would be a game changer in their life. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. I want you to repeat this after me and we're going to go. Though life is not a game and our days are not plays, some of our days are more than just plays. They're game changers. Amen. Thank you for being here today, especially our first-time guests. God bless you. Come see me again. Come see me again. Come see us again. Let's see God do some great things in our lives. Amen. We're going to count to three, and we're going to shout, today's our game changer. Are you with me? Don't forget to come this way. If you need to come this way, count with me. One, two, three. Today's a game changer. God bless you. We'll see you Wednesday night as we keep studying the Word of God in the book of Philippians. Amen.